our boy Jacob Harvey. You know what's going on? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, man. How 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 was your 2020? Uh, you know, just like everyone else's. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, wait, look, it wasn't that. I'm glad that um, I got graduated in. Did I graduate in March or start? Well, whatever. I graduated kind of when it all started. So um, I'm glad that I was like home for the whole time. Um, yeah. And like, it's weird because my plan was not like, not like for certain, but I was like really like considering like moving to like California or something like that. And honestly, now, like I didn't do that because I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait out COVID or whatever. But um, now that I'm here, I'm kind of happy I didn't do that. I, I don't know. So we'll see, but um, give me some time to think and like mull over and stuff like that. So not that bad. So you mean, so pre-pandemic, you were thinking about moving to Cali or like? Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, so like, uh, and, and like when the pandemic hit, obviously, because when it first happened, it was like, oh, it's like two weeks, whatever, we just quarantine, that's it. And here we are in January. But um, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just go home for like, you know, a month or so after I graduate and then I'll move out. But um yeah no after like thinking and kind of i don't know just a couple more things i'm glad that i uh i'm glad that i'm back in atlanta now i think i'll stay here for a while so yeah um, it's all good you hopeful for 2021 oh yeah dude oh yeah i'm really i'm hoping that uh it like everything kind of i don't know explodes in a good way right like i hope that people start going out and like stuff starts like booming again um yeah. Especially with like post-production sound and stuff like that. So we'll see. But I, I feel like it has, anything has to be better than 2020, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's knock on all with it again. Right, right, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, we met on a, on a basis on like Beat Club, mm -hmm. and just for like the people, so they can know like what it is. Mm -hmm. Would you define yourself? Like, I see you as like an artist sound designer but like how, how would you describe yourself and what you do um god that's a good one i like i make music and stuff um for fun in my pastime but um hopefully i'll get to the point where like i start posting it soon but um i just get so i get like really self-conscious about stuff so you know i'm trying to trying to get over that whatever but yeah. um i would definitely say that i'm an artist but i also like helping other people realize their artistry and like their potential um because like you know I'll, I'll listen to music all the time on instagram on soundcloud and it's like you know a lot of these people have really great talent but i think they're overlooked because they have like poor production or yeah. you know a whole a whole number of things that kind of distract from the art itself so i really help people doing that too and it's a lot easier to um it's funny when you do i'm sure you feel this as well but when you do your own art um sometimes I can kind of, uh, I'm not super clear on what I want and like what I want the end result to be. But when I help other people, I'm like, oh, you should do this. And it's, it's a lot easier for me to make um, quicker, more like defined decisions, I guess. Um, so yeah, I like making music and art and stuff. And I like helping other people uh, improve their craft and do all that kind of stuff. So somewhere in the middle, I guess. So within the role of like sound, what not to like put you in a box or anything, but what, what would what would what would you kind of call that? Like what you're trying to do? I don't know because like 
what I'm really trying to do, I think at the end goal is uh, I'm really interested in like re-recording mixing. Um, And uh, like with that, um, I'm really interested in like mixing for music as well. Cause I, I think, you know, those two things are similar and they both come with like an equal set of kind of challenges um, and like fun aspects of it. Um, but I also help, you know, I also really enjoy like editing in general, um, all kinds of editing. And I also, um, I wouldn't say like I necessarily am in love with like recording, but um, it's definitely something I don't mind. So I'm trying to really figure out more what I want to like focus on and really like put all my time and effort to. So, um, but for now, like I'm really interested in like mixing and I seem to be doing that the most um, nowadays in my free time and stuff. So even if I make a, like a whack song that I know isn't going anywhere, I'm happy to like just make it anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And get that like practice. So that's when you know you really love. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even care about the song. I'm like, let me do yeah. it. <laughs> I, uh, my buddy gave me this website that's like rock music and metal music, which I'm like not really into, but they have all these stems um, for mixing. And so uh, like in my free time, I'll just download a song, even if it's bad, like I don't really care. Um, and uh, I'll just, you know, like mix it for fun and kind of see like where, what happens and like where I get with all that. So, um, so yeah, somewhere like that. So for somebody who doesn't really understand what what mixing and mastering is, how could you like explain that in an understandable way? Gosh, that's such a tough question. I, um, well, so mastering, I would say just uh, in a nutshell, right? You just want um, your song to translate equally across, you know, like Apple headphones or like Beats headphones to like a really expensive um, sound system. so I would say that's mastering it. You just want to get like a level playing field when you hear it back. But mixing is, um, I look a little more technical than that. There's there's a lot of creativity in it, but um, there's a lot of kind of like different standards that are upheld um, for most. I mean, you know, most of the time, obviously, you can have like experimental music and stuff like that. So I think mixing just kind of elevates your sound as a whole. It makes um, everything you're doing. Uh, it kind of just gets rid of all the stuff you don't need and brings forth the parts of the song that really like make it rich and make it right. pop. Um, that's a good question. That's uh that's definitely uh took me a sec to like figure out, you know? Yeah. And I, I like the way you said um, level playing field for uh, mastering. Cause usually when you ask like what's mastering or if you even mm-hmm. like YouTube it, it's always comes down to people saying like loudness, but like I never really right. heard anybody kind of like put it like Right. And, and that's true too, but like, <sighs> I think mastering is, I don't know. I, I don't know if you heard what, uh, what um, some, gosh, Interscope, I think, just disbanded their mastering division, which wow. I found, yeah, like really interesting. But it, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like no one, and I think this is a good thing, right? Um, you know, people, the way we listen to music is like so imperfect, right? Like you listen on Apple earbuds or like Beats headphones, right? Where it's not like a $50,000 crazy surround system yeah. where you can hear like the fly buzz by the microphone when the dude was recording, you know? Um, and I think, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect and, you know, you want to make it better, right? But it doesn't have to be perfect because the way that we listen to music is getting less and less perfect. And I think it's just kind of unrealistic to expect um, people to pay 10, 15 grand to master a song that, is going to be played off someone's iphone you know what i'm saying like mm. 
that's um and i know i i find a lot of people um i'm trying to like connect with these people more a lot of people uh that i see on instagram or whatever are getting a lot of business doing mastering at like a very reasonable price right and of course there's a balance there where they're not getting interscope level mastering right but right. again it you know it doesn't really need to be perfect perfect right and and maybe we'll get to that one day but uh for now i mean what do you think apple headphones cost apple like 20 bucks maybe right like these right. They're like they're so tiny like um and when you think about like the waves and like a physical sense like you know these waves are feet long and you know they're bigger than whatever the size of like an apple headphone is um so that's what I think is really interesting. And obviously that sucks for the the kind of old school cats that have been doing it for a while that are really yeah. talented at their job. But, you know, things change. You got to gotta keep up with it and keep going. So I don't know. Kind of interesting. It's amazing because I've been taking uh, my sound classes recently and mm -hmm. we really don't experience sound and, and music in general how how much time is put into certain records. Cause just mm -hmm. the fact, like I was learning that when you listen to music and, and you don't like put your speakers a certain type of way, you don't have like mm -hmm. absorption or diffusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound is bouncing all over the yeah, place. Yeah. Nobody's consciously thinking like, oh man, I'm not listening to this. It's just like, mm -hmm. it sounds good. You don't hear mm -hmm. any difference. You're mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. I often find that like when I tell people like I got my degree in sound design, which I think is a little deceiving too, because we have sound design classes, but it's more like audio post-production, I think would be like an more appropriate <laughs> name, right? Because yeah. sound design makes it sound like all you're doing is like manipulate, like for four years, right? And it's, you know, we got a couple classes like that. And so, you know, I think a lot of times when I say like audio post-production, people are like, cool. And they don't really know like what it is or how much time it takes or how much it can either like really set a movie off or really kill a movie, right? Because yeah. Um, you know, our, our professors talk about this all the time and, and I, I somewhat disagree with this where they say sound is like 50% of the film, right? I think it's more like yeah. 30, 40%, but you know, you can't, you can't put down like production design. You can't put down the camera department, right? Like, um, and that's the thing with film is there's all these like particular careful elements. And it's always like, if one, if one is worse than all the others, it kind of ruins the whole film. I think sound is especially worse with that because I've seen a lot of great student films that have awful sound yeah. and you just can't, you know, if you can't understand the lines, like you can't really understand the story and then right. what's the point of the rest of the movie? Um, but yeah, people, you know, even even my family, when I explain to them like what sound design is after all this time, they'll be like, oh, I didn't know that. Or like, um, you know, they didn't know like how long, when I, t when I tell them that, you know, takes roughly five to 10 hours per minute of a film, they're just like, there's no way and it's like yeah. You know, yeah it's like a very particular process right that's amazing right and i and i really do get kind of like frustrated because i was in class and one of the professors was like oh yeah sound we're sound people we're the stepchildren of of uh film yeah don't worry about it we we don't really matter i'm like wait hold on yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 funny matter. right and it's funny like working on um films as well I, like i i supervised like 10 or 15 films and worked on like i don't know like 30 projects probably like like just kind of around about other things and it's funny because um i think everyone thinks that sound design can be done a lot quicker and yeah. um 
I, someone, you know, someone said this to me one time. I, I always tell people like, we're not magicians, right? We can't just turn something like garbage into something great, right? If you give us garbage, we'll make <laughs> polished garbage. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you it's can only garbage. do so much, right? And it, you know, under time constraints and stuff like that, you gotta, you know, just gotta roll the punches, I guess. So speaking about like this, the films you supervise, like, mm -hmm. take me back like all the way to like younger you, were you always into like sound for film and, and re-recording mixing or is this something that you kind of learned? So, sorry, yeah, not to get you off, sorry. Um, I, uh, I've always just been into movies, right? And, um, especially when I was younger, me and my mom used to watch like just, that's all we do on the weekends. It's just like, just fly through movies. Right. And I really enjoyed that because she so showed me a lot of older movies, like movies from the eighties and nineties that are actually like some of my favorites. Um, but the biggest thing for me is I watched like really scary movies, like maybe at an appropriately young age. Yeah. Uh, but like ever since I started watching them, I was always just, um, I felt like scary movies just had this nice, freedom about them where um they can kind of play with the sounds more and they and they really uh they can trick the audience and misdirect and yeah um so i always loved you know watching movies scary movies regular movies all that kind of stuff um and i think i had an idea of what i thought sound design was going to be like um and then when i got to scad and realized all the different jobs and everything you could do with it that's when i really like came to love a lot of these aspects um and uh you know i i think personally a large reason why i like uh re-recording mixing is that it is the most creative part of the film um and and to have that freedom to like really shape it to what you know the final product to push it from being good to great or, or finally finishing glued together is really satisfying and it's really um it's like a nice challenge as well where a lot of times when I go into mixes, you know, I'll have a big problem and I'll sleep on it or I'll ask a friend for advice or there may be some sort of challenges um, with like code, for example, we had this one film we couldn't do ADR on. And so we had to um, figure out what we were doing with this kind of important line um, and kind of the challenges that way um, to, you know, to overcome that. And how do you make a problem turn into something cool or how do you just make a good film turn into something great. Um, so I don't think I was consciously always in into movies. It was just something I really enjoyed watching. Um, and actually, I don't know if you know this about me. I uh, spent one semester at Kennesaw State University where my major was marketing. And I, <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. And that's actually how I got started into sound design because I was making like music in my dorm. I was learning all about it and I like loved it. And this guy had a poster up for like music mixing and he was like, you know, mix my album. And at the time, I, at least I thought I knew what mixing was. I was, you know, doing everything on audacity and just like, you know, Sheesh. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and so I told the guy, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I'll figure out if you let me mix your album. Yeah. And sure enough, he was like, okay. And like, I just love doing that. I found that I was doing that more than I was doing my assignments and stuff like that. So I left Kennesaw and uh, found SCAD and very, very happy I'm here now. Or graduated, I guess, but. Yeah, man, and congrats mm -hmm. on that. Thank you, man. It's a, it's a good feeling to not be in school anymore. Yeah. So when you when you do 
of the films for mixing like are you do you have to be on set and record or are you more so the guy that you have like a team where you say uh, you do it and then just mm -hmm. bring me back the audio and I'll yeah usually with um I got really really lucky with uh like location sound it got to the point where um you know the first couple films that I supervised again I didn't really have any idea what I was doing but I was figuring it out along the way but towards the end it was like you know, I had like a schedule that was like booked out for like a year and all like everyone I knew who was working on it, everyone knew what they were going to do. All my friends were kind of sliding into their lanes of what they enjoyed doing and what they were good at doing. So, um, you know, it was very like efficient. Um, but uh, as far as like location sound goes, um, Jackson Collins pretty much did all the location sound and that guy is a wizard. And I'm so thankful that he was like recording because like he just he just always killed it and they for whatever reason like producers and directors always pick the location sound person which i find odd because i still think that should be under the sound department's kind of control yeah, i didn't um, know that yeah oh at, like almost every film um they'd always be like i got like a location sound person i'd always be like who is it <laughs> like you know what i'm saying because if it's someone i'd never heard of before i don't want to doubt their skills but you know with Jackson and, you know, with working with all of my other friends on films, it's, it's like, you know, you start to fit in well and you know what they're going to give you yeah. and how you can turn that into something else. And you get really familiar with um, everyone and their kind of workflow. And, you, and when you start with something like location sound, which is, you know, just the base of it, right? Yeah. Again, if you give me garbage location sound, I can only give you polished dialogue. So it's I, a, get, I get it's to a hard see your play. face, like, get to that audio, like, <laughs> I gotta give a <laughs> yeah, right, right. I gotta give a shout out to um, John Gatto. He, uh, I think he ended B Club a couple times. Uh -huh. He showed me some, I was like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, oh, like, I work on it for like five hours and be like, is this good enough? And he'd be like, oh, give me like two minutes. And he would just make it sound amazing. And I'd be like, this is so much better. And he's like, no, I can do, I can do so much more. Like, give me like another hour or so. And like, he really, he, he really was the one to put me onto mixing as well. Um, wow. So uh, very thankful for him and showing me all like mixing techniques and like really like getting me started. So he's a, he's a cool guy. At, at the beginning, did you, did you have to um, do a lot of on ground location sound? <sighs> it was one of those that I thought I really enjoyed doing until I did it or until I really did other things. And I was like, oh my God, like location sound kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm, um, trying, I'm trying to finesse right now. Yeah, that's yeah, why I'm yeah. asking questions like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to do location sound. Um, and I think that uh, location sound, like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the hardest thing to do, but I think yeah. it requires a certain amount of patience. Right. Um, definitely a certain amount of like experience to know what you're doing and how to hold the mic and stuff like that. Um, location sound was one of those that the only times I ever did it was when I couldn't find anyone else to do it and I was supervising the film and I'm like okay like I, I have to go do this right yeah. um, but that only really happened once um, where I, I had to go do it because I couldn't find anyone else to do it um, Jackson was literally booked up like all the he I mean I, I want to say he was booked out like years in advance like that you just insane every single weekend on set like this guy was just you know, doing his job, giving like really good location sound. So, and, and for those who don't know, it really does get like that. It's not over exaggerating. 
no, you're good at what you do, people want you on set all the time. It, and it's like, I, I, that was the thing too, being on set or doing location sound. Um, when I was trying to transition into doing post, I'd, uh, people would, they, every time I was on set, I'd have at least three, four people come to me and be like, oh my God, you do location sound? Like, you wanna, you wanna like do my film? And I'd be like, I actually only do post. And they're like, you want to do post for my film? Like, 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 scratch, like, I need you. <laughs> right. And it was funny too, because it was like these people's senior thesis. And I was like, you don't even know who I am. I could completely like ruin your yeah. film, you know? <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that was always, I always found that pretty funny. Just people always coming up to me on set and stuff like that. And just like ready to throw their entire project at me and just be like, just, you know, needing help and stuff like that. So you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Gotta do what you gotta do. And like, um, I, I never, like I said, I got like quote unquote booked out. Like I wasn't taking projects more than like probably like six month ish in it like advance, which was nice too, because I really have time to like work with the director and stuff like that, where a lot of times when they're on set, they're like, oh, my film's due in a week. You want to do like post? And I'm like, dude, your film is like 15 minutes long, a week for like, again, you're only going to get, you know, time versus energy. I can only give you so much. Right. So, um, that was nice to not have that chaoticness and really like plan it out and stuff like that. So ended up being, uh, ended up working out, right? Yeah. How, what, what would you say for like the longest time you ever had to sit down and like work on a project? Um, probably um, Seth's Cunningham film uh, called Genesis, which is uh, it was the last film I did and probably my favorite. Um, he did an absolutely amazing job. The team was absolutely amazing. Um, and it turned out really like special. We had a lot of time to work on it. And I want to say we started, me and Seth started doing pre-production like a quarter before they were shooting. I remember the first meeting we had when we were talking about it in person, because we've been talking on the phone and mind you, this was like way before the pandemic. And um, we were talking about pre-production and, you know, we were like planning everything out. And I was like, so when are you guys shooting? Expecting him to say this quarter or in two weeks. And he's like, oh, we're shooting next quarter. And it was just nice to really plan out um, everything. And everything was really like purposeful, um, which I think made it really nice when the pandemic hit because they had filmed it. We were in post-production, then the pandemic hit. And um, I think that was all in all, I, I think maybe the quality of the film was only you know, reduced by like 1% because of the pandemic, yeah. but um, really with all the planning that we had, and again, we had a couple of challenges, but we ended up making them really cool creative moments that kind of fit in with other parts of the film. And that was also too, at the point when I'd been working with everyone on uh, like previous sound projects, you know, six or seven times. So we were just in the swing of things. We knew how everyone worked. It was like really efficient. Um, and so I think the longest portion we spent was mixing that film. We took about like two and a half, three weeks to mix it, um, which all the other films took about a week and a half. Um, and uh, that was just really nice. Again, John mixed that film, John Goto mixed that film and um, he did absolutely amazing. And it was just nice that we were able to spend that portion, that amount of time on that portion of the film. Um, I think one of the professors said at one point that you want to spend, oh, what was it? It was like 90% of the, you want to spend 10% of your time working on 90% of the film. And then you want to spend 90% of your time working on the last 10%, like really gluing it together. Um, mm. 
you know, because it only takes so long to dialogue at it, right? And then you give it to the mixer. So as quick and as efficient you can be with all those things to get to the point where you can mix and like really make it special, I think is like really important and turned out really well. Um, I'll tell you too, I did, uh, the longest film I did was for a SCAD, uh, what was the, it was the SCAD, um, ah, they, they, they got rid of it, but it was the class where there was like three films that, or three pilots they would shoot. Um, and then they would pick one and make uh, like two other um, two other shows out of it. Uh, it was like well, a proof like, was of concept. When they had like the grits and stuff? Yes, yes, it was like that. So before they picked grits, um, I don't know what the other two shows were, but they filmed two other shows. Yeah, I remember, and, I just forgot the name too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that film was 15 minutes long, which is the longest film I had worked on. And we had... Uh, nine days to do it and there was a problem with the editor and we ended up only having a week to do it um and that was like insanely stressful but um, how'd you get the gig so uh dylan hearn um is like ungodly the amount of like films he supervised at scad just like an absolutely crazy amount and that's actually how i got my start is because he was like i was asking him for sound supervision jobs like how do you get into it you know how do you get connected with these people and he's like I have like 15 people that want me to supervise their film, but I can't do it because I'm busy. So if you want to do it, you can go ahead and do it. Um, and he, at the time that we worked on that film, particularly, he really wanted to work on that film, but he uh, was already like booked up all the way and didn't want to, you know, like sacrifice the quality yeah. of any other film. So he passed it along to me um, and we got it done. And, uh, um, oh my gosh, DW, sorry, I'm trying to think of the film chair's name. Um, when we played it, when we screened it, he said it had like the best sound by far. So that was like wow. really nice. That was really like satisfying, especially yeah. after all the time and with, with such a short um, time span to finish it, I guess. Um, so it turned out well, all things considered. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was really crazy. So when you, when you mix, are you, are you also along with the dialogue, are you mixing the music too? So, um, typically yes. Um, Usually, um, God, that's, that's, it's, sometimes I guess it really depends on, um, for example, that film Genesis, the last one I worked on, mm -hmm. uh, really amazing score. Um, what, oh, what was his name? I'm totally drawing a blank. I only worked with him once. Um, I'll think of it in a second. Oh, so he, they had original composition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing was, is that um, he wasn't a, a sound major. He was a film major that had done kind of some like experimental score type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the director, Seth, knew him. And um, it worked out really nicely because he, again, like with mixing, he had all these really great ideas um, and he just he just didn't know how to mix it. So he really gave us a lot of creative control with mixing it. And I know he was really happy um, and like it just turned out really well. So it was nice that he could take his cool ideas that he would get 90% of the way done with, but didn't know how to push it all together. Um, and we got the opportunity to mix, but I would say usually, it, you know, it depends. I've worked with other people that are sound design majors and they have everything mixed and panned out and leveled and all that kind of stuff. And so you literally turn it up and down depending on, um, you know, how it fits in with the rest of the mix and stuff. Um, so depends, I would say professionally, it probably um, depends as well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you've been you've been dropping some free game, but before you leave, I, mm-hmm. I want, like what's some advice you would you know just give in general to a sound design student, sound designer, artist? <laughs> Speaking the heart. Damn, dude, that's a that's a that's a tough one. Um, don't doubt yourself, like I doubt myself. Um, if you have an idea and you know it's good, just go for it. And even if it's bad, I think people like to see artist progression from where they move to like where they are now. That's like really refreshing. I know for me as like a listener of music, it's really cool to see like, oh, this person who yeah. was like small on SoundCloud, who's still not even maybe big at all, but um, you know, they worked out a lot. I think the other thing too is don't be afraid to ask for help yeah. um, when you need it. And don't be afraid to um, uh, like invest in yourself. I, I, I find that some people invest too much in themselves where they go get studio time at like patchwork studios where it's like 300 bucks an hour yeah. and they have no idea what they're doing, right? But, um, you know, kind of in, invest in yourself that way. Uh, if you know you have an idea, um, just, you know, just shoot straight for it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, especially in sound design, because I think we have a really good community where people love to share, yeah. like, you know, kind of the secrets. I think everyone always always has a little, a little kind of secret sauce they keep to themselves. Um, but for the most part, like, I love helping people. I love helping people, like, progress and stuff like that. So um, just go for it, you know, like, um, really experiment. There's, a, I mean, I, I still think there's a lot that hasn't been done in music that could be done and same thing with movies and stuff like that. And, um, you know, screw the, screw the norm. Like if you have yeah. an idea and you think it'll roll, like just go for it, ask for help and, you know, you'll, you'll get there, right? Like you just gotta invest in yourself and believe in yourself. So I wholesome ending, right? right? Bro, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, like, you don't even understand. Like I, I appreciate you so much. You always good. giving me, tips and advice mm-hmm. like you said like with helping mm-hmm. me with my music and getting better at mm-hmm. my mix you yeah, actually I, the first sound designer i've had on here i'm trying to get zubin next, next oh dude over. zubin is amazing you know i haven't had a lot of opportunities to work with him but the stuff i see i'm like holy crap like this guy that dude is nuts um yeah sorry i just real quick to share i remember not to not to embarrass you or anything but i remember um you were like you came to me one time and you're like Man, I'm working on this song, but like I'm running out of power. Like my keep, like my computer just can't can't keep up with it. Like, what do I do? And I was like, Oh, you just you know you can just like freeze the tracks. That, like, that was like the best. You were like, What? And I remember you saying like, I remember you saying because it was after I told you a couple other things. You're like, Man, I hate talking to you because like you'll tell me some shit and then I gotta go back and change everything that I've done. And like, you know, then I come and ask you for like another piece of advice and gotta go back and change everything. I think that, I thought that was so funny, man. Like, yeah, but I mean, I, I didn't like literally hate it, but this is like, yeah, yeah. I don't even understand. Cause I always knew I'm like, if one thing's for sure, if I have a question about audio, mm-hmm. I can hit up Jacob and it's mm-hmm. not like, a, like, you I don't got know you, this. Man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sometimes I feel like I do that accidentally where I'll be like, oh, freeze something. And you're like, what's freezing? And I'll be like, oh, I got you. But, you know, people were nice to me. So, yeah. you know, um, it's all love. I just got to be nice to everyone else. And 
um, it's fun. Like now that like you're dropping music and stuff like that, I'm like, let's go. Like it's it's so exciting to hear that. So we still have yet to work. We 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 gotta work together on something. I know, dude. Man. I know, dude. I'm uh I'm ready. I, I got the free time now. I'm ready. Hit me up. Yeah, I'm gonna send you some material, bro. Mm-hmm. Again, thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming through. Mm-hmm. More life, more success to you, brother. That's what I'm saying. It's good All to talk right, to you, man. Bro. See you later.